Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. No Ben Potter He's today. He's on holiday. Mm-hmm. He's in Poland, I yes, think. Yes, he is in Poland, drinking yeah. cheap vodka yeah. and eating sausage meat. Yeah. Um, he was having a vegan burrito last night I oh, saw on Instagram. Was he? Yeah. Oh, very good. Doing all kinds of things. I've yeah. been just living vicariously through his partner's Instagram <laughs> account this week. Blue so. Fanta as yeah, well. Yeah, I saw you had Blue Fanta. Mm-hmm. What flavour is blue? I don't know. Is it I've blue raspberry? Blue... Could be. I'm not sure. In America, it's blue raspberry, I think. Right. But... I've never had Blue Fanta. But sometimes I see blue Fanta and then you pour it out the bottle and it's not actually blue. It's just the bottle was blue. Yeah, it's probably probably the case. I'm curious if it's blue Fanta like they have in America where it's full of chemicals Mm. or if it's blue Fanta like it's lemon Fanta but in a blue bottle. Yeah, it could be. We'll have to ask him when he comes back. Thing is, I don't even drink like offbeat uh, fizzy drink flavors in the UK. You know, I don't have like cherry coke no, or vanilla coke or the most exotic thing i do is sometimes i have an apple tango instead of an orange one i do like an apple tango but, i like a lemon tango not yeah. lem- no lemon fanta lemon like. fantasy and i like a fanta fruit twist don't think i've had either of those have before. you not ever had a fanta fruit twist no wow i'm not a very, a very sheltered life. boy when it comes to <laughs> drinks no um but anyway it's not a fizzy drinks podcast no it is a video game podcast as i mentioned at this you know the first thing i said um and we are sponsored each and every week by a very, a very real video game sponsor mm-hmm. keeps the lights on um you see him no. no, I still think he's in the toilet next door because there's like a big ball of cobweb mm-hmm. near the floor in the toilet and I'm too scared to touch it in case spiders come out. There but... was a small-ish spider just by the sink in our office uh, yesterday oh. while I was doing doing a bit of washing. Maybe it's one of the up. Dead Island offspring. It could be, yeah, Dead Island ago. 3 or something. Or yeah. it could be the Dead Island 2 house DLC, <laughs> yeah, the spider. That's, that's it, yeah. Um, but no, we are sponsored by a very real sponsor. Um, I've got the ad read this week hey look summer might be over but there's no reason you can't still go and hit the beach mm-hmm. be be a cool surfer dude or just wander along the sand or yeah. whatever but if you're going to be doing that ashton matthews because you live pretty near the coast i do and people do go in the sea still yeah I, the other day someone was just swimming in a swimming costume in the sea 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you all right? Well, that's what I'm here to talk to you about. Yeah. Uh, if you're going in the sea, you still want to look good, right? Yeah, obviously. Or, or if you're not going in the sea, if you're just walking along the, the beach, you want to look great. Mm-hmm. Well, fear not. Because Activision, now that they've got this deal out of the way, they're able to focus back onto things that they wanted to focus on. Yeah. And they are bringing Like making out, their staff miserable. Exactly. Things like that. <laughs> you know, toxic workplace environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but also fashion. Yes. Um, so they are doing a tie-in with one of their new games that is coming out very soon. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you too can look both cool and... Uh, good at guns as you walk along the beach. That's right. Coming on, I think, the 10th or 11th of November, hopefully not the 11th, <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Shoreware. Wow. Three. Three. Free. It's free. It's free. Modern Shoreware. Modern Shoreware. I think it's coming out on the 10th. That doesn't... 11th would be Remembrance Day. Yeah, it does imply idea. that... Um, the it's not for going in the sea, it's for standing on the shore. Yeah, well, that's why I sort of backpedaled when I said, yeah, yeah if you if you want a cool swimming costume or to just walk along or the just sand. Or walk, yeah. I mean, you could like walk along the sand and then just wade out into the ocean and this is never true. come back. Well, do you know what I see a lot of now I live near the coast? These like big, like insulated coats that people wear after they yeah. get out from surfing. And I always think like, that damn, they look so cozy. They do. So my maybe sister, that's what they're selling. My sister does, uh, occasionally she'll do like wild swimming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's been to um, Ireland where there's some like Instagram gang who get up at like five o'clock in the morning Gross. go into the atlantic Gross. for like five minutes yeah. and then they come out and put one of those on and then go and have like some irish like sausage or, or something. something yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and uh yeah they look really good those coats yeah. my parents went with her once uh, and were watching it and they were just wearing the coats as they stood on the on the beach they didn't go in the water yeah but... i'm always really jealous when i see people walking around in them but mm. i know that if i went to even attempt to buy one i can guarantee they're very expensive oh yeah i'm sure they it's are it's like an outside udi like, yes that's kind of what it, it is. is it's like what actors wear when they're you know yeah. shooting in a castle and they've got or something. like a big ball gown on and they've just got this like yeah. big winter coat on yeah yeah Anyway, um, it's not a fashion not, podcast either. It, no, it's not a fashion podcast, and it's also not real. That sponsor, <gasps> sorry, shocking. But those things are real. Yeah, they are, real. they are. Uh, it's a bit dangerous when Ben's not here because we do just go off topic. Yeah, we've, we've not been got recording him to for like how long? Five minutes now. <laughs> we've not really mentioned video games properly. Well, at we'll any get point. to. We'll get to. It's been a very busy week this week it in has. the world of video games. So honestly, it was kind of hard to narrow down what we should talk about the last few weeks right it feels like nothing's really happened mm-hmm. like it's been kind of like oh yeah more layoffs again yeah don't get too excited about games but this week it's been like what is happening it's, yeah there's, there's so a lot much. going on um thank you to everyone who submitted questions by the way i know yeah. we put out a bit of an extra call last week saying hey please please send questions in and we've got plenty and we've got some good ones this week yeah. which is good so thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump uh, where you can submit questions to this podcast and do a whole bunch of other things like get early access to weirdest games worst games a uh, new episode of rules boss main menu coming next month mm-hmm. uh, so all kinds of things yeah. that you can do at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump they're the real sponsor uh, before we move on though I should just uh, mention where you can find us on the internet yes. triple j.mup that's triple ju.mp is our website and there's tabs on there to find all sorts of other things our YouTube our Twitch our Discord our Cameo and so on we've got a shop triplejumpshop.com don't think you can buy this anymore you can buy a, a black one thing. I think um, you also can't buy oh my god this anymore <laughs> 
um, there is a bit of flesh showing under yeah. the table now. Just a little tree. I saw his midriff. Goodness me. <laughs> Quid pro quo. I've yeah. seen yours many times. Yes, exactly. Um, are you wearing any merch? No. No, no I'm not, not wearing any. Sorry. That's all right. And uh, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Ashton just mentioned it. There's loads yeah. of different tiers on there. Ashton, what's out this week and what's happened this week? So much has happened this week. Um, what's happened is me and Peter might have actually been on the telly. What? Yeah, like on the real TV. Yeah. I told my mum she was very excited. Yeah, I've told um, my mum too. <laughs> Mums are so excited they about are. this. Uh, Children in Need have done a like a TV show called Game On, which mm-hmm. is like a charity gamer thing. They had a couple of streamers on it, like big streamers, though I didn't actually know any of them when I was reading the list. I didn't know who any of them were. Um, That's probably a reflection on us. Yeah, not them. Um, and they have asked a bunch of streamers around the country to be part of it, and we are part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And we are we played some Surgeon Sim. We haven't done it yet, but no. we will have played some Surgeon Sim yeah. in some Pudsy Bear gloves um so if you want to check that out go to the vods channel and uh watch it maybe donate if you can the campaign will still be live we'll leave it open so you can still donate if you missed it exactly children need is actually until next week so oh is that right yeah i didn't even clock that i think so Uh, this is happening a week before i guess it makes sense for them to not put that on at the same time as most people are watching bbc but if you want to happen to like is it seven it was from seven till nine so if you want to like fancy going back to watch the tv shows if we find out if we've actually been on it um my mum's gonna make me watch it before i tell her to watch it in case we're not actually on it because she doesn't want to watch it oh she doesn't want to sit through the whole thing just find a time (laughs) stamp yeah yeah Uh, then you know i'm sure we'll tweet if we're on it or not joe's hosting it as well no one of the hosts i think there's three broadcasters you know hosting the show one of them is Lauren Layfield, who is, we're just normal men, which I'm pretty excited <laughs> yeah. about. She I must be sick of that. that. She must. <laughs> but. Um, but also this week, there was a What Went Wrong with the yes. Sega Saturn. James and Ben has been working on that and it looks very good. Mm-hmm. They sent me an early uh, version of it the other day and I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty good stuff here. Yeah. So check that out. It's already live on the channel if you want to watch that. And there's a worst game this week. There is. It's a game called Road Rage, but it's not The Simpsons Road beep, Rage. Beep, beep. Beep, <laughs> It's really bad as well. It was like like really enjoyably terrible but i was Peter, having a great going time to have it be their best game from their childhood well they might but i don't think in this case they they will think that it was the best game from their childhood or at least they can't argue that it wasn't bad because <laughs> we go through many many walls that we're not supposed to go through so you know that mm. was fun but bad um i've not watched that one yet james is still finishing it as we speak but i'm sure it's great mm-hmm. um and that's it well, there's other stuff, but yeah. those are the, the ones we wanted to flag up. Also, the tap here was still open yeah. for two more weeks at the time of release. Yes. Mm. Uh, two yeah. weeks? Two, two weeks. Sure? One week. Uh, one week. One week. At the time of release. Thought so. Um, so make sure you submit some stuff. People are still telling me that they're sending stuff very soon. So mm. I'm excited. We've got a whole bunch of stuff coming. Yeah. And I'm already getting a bit feral about it. So we need to calm myself down before we can all open there's a big pile of stuff already feel free to still so you've still got some time to send stuff in if you are thinking about it yes thank you so so much everyone who has thank you very much uh cameron keywood has sent in question one Ah. it says hi bap Fortnite recently brought back its original map and had 44.7 million players in a single day Uh, in your opinion is this a sign they have run out of new ideas so let's bring old stuff back uh, this record-breaking amount of players surely must have brought a record single-day revenue, which comes weeks after the mass layoffs. Yeah, that felt bad, man, when I saw their tweet. Uh, being yeah. like, thanks so much for 44.7 million players this weekend. But we can't afford to uh, 
feed our staff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, forgot to uh, pull up the the little read that I've got here, um, according to Games Radar, but I'll just find it now. Um, okay. Any initial thoughts, Ashton? My initial <laughs> thoughts are, I don't know if they've run out of ideas or they just are capitalizing on the nostalgia that Fortnite had yeah. when it first you know, obviously come, came out a few years ago now. Um, I don't know if they've run out of ideas, but it's definitely interesting to see what they might do next. They've been going for a while now and they have done a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting whether they'll pull an Overwatch and just make an into Fortnite 2. Yeah, and, yeah they could uh, do overwrite the like yeah. the launcher it's gonna be called weekly mm. um and, <laughs> and uh yeah overwrite the launcher and just make it a whole brand new game but i mean every time i hear about the game it looks completely different like every yeah. time i get a glimpse i'm like wait that's what fortnite looks like now so and there's so many skins as well yeah. you know everyone just look everyone's playing as someone weird and, yeah yeah um 102 million hours played in a single day is uh, according to Games Radar. Wow. Uh, this is an article by Ali Jones. Um, I mean, really, it's it's just the information we had in the question, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, they've had a, a record-breaking day. 44.7 million players leaping off the battle bus for a total of 102 million hours of play, which is about 11,600 years. Oh, my God, when you put wow. it in those terms. What? What? Really? I suppose it is. Yeah. 100 million hours. Yeah. 11,000 years of gameplay in a single day. That's mad. I just think, I know that obviously it's free to play and not every one of those players will have bought a battle pass or V-Bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and not bought new skins. But it does definitely give me the ick, like, in my stomach of, like, people got laid off three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah they couldn't have even waited to, like have this event see if it went really well yeah and then be like right this is what we're working on now i know that i don't know how business works i'm not a business no. woman um i don't know how business works and i've man- managed the channel <laughs> yeah with ben. exactly yeah but it does feel like it must be a bitter pill to swallow for those devs yeah. who did get let go a few weeks it's ago. gotta be um it kind of adds insult to injury as well i think that they managed this with like just recycling old stuff Mm -hmm. because yeah Cameron asks do we think that they're running out of ideas I don't think so I think creatives are creative and they will probably always come up with something new and there Mm -hmm. must be brands that are clamoring to work with Fortnite at all times so they can you know do even if they run out of their own ideas they could definitely just say hey you know um Godzilla Zero or Minus One or whatever it's called that's just coming out there's some Godzilla film that's coming out um they could just do that, you know, or uh, there's like a new Marvel thing happening, isn't there? Oh, the Marvels. The Marvels. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, there's always going to be something that could very easily integrate with Fortnite. So I don't think they're ever going to run out of ideas or opportunities. I think they probably just thought, actually, we could just like use an old thing that we've already got. We don't have to spend any money on really, other than maybe a little bit of fine tuning mm-hmm. and um, bring it back and people will probably still enjoy it partly because of nostalgia and partly because even without the nostalgia, they, they're they probably just like, oh, okay, yeah, not mm-hmm. played this in a while. That'll be fun. Yeah. So it's kind of even worse to think that this record-breaking day probably didn't even cost them that much in terms of development because they just recycled old stuff. Um, yeah. So their profits will have been presumably even higher than they would have been for some big bespoke event that they've made for this one day. Um, so, uh, yeah, 
it really does suck that they've had all these layoffs. Um, I wonder if as well, like they did it because a lot of people who kind of were big fans of Fortnite when it came out mm-hmm. have probably had lots to say about how, well, it used to be better when it first came out. Now it's too convoluted and confusing, mm-hmm. which I mean, fair enough. That this is how they sound. Tends to be, <laughs> well, they're all 13. So yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, I I do wonder if they were like, if they'd seen a lot of feedback being like, I love the good old days. Yeah. Bring back the first map. And they were like, sure, here you go. Here's here's what you wanted. Yeah. And I wonder if they will go back to doing what they've done before and do the seasons where it's like it'll like they'll start again and there'll be a bunch of new stuff. So, or yeah. they'll just go back through all the seasons again. Well they could do it that at and this do point. The second season again. Second two point two and then three point two and all that stuff. Yeah. And just go around again. Yeah. It is interesting and I still wonder a lot of the time how how popular Fortnite is because I feel like you don't hear it talked about as much nowadays as it used to be talked about a lot. Yeah. But I feel like kids still play it mm-hmm. a lot, but these are kids and they'll get, you know, for Christmas, they'll get some V-Bucks from grandma who's yeah. very confused and had the other nephew buy the V-Bucks for them, yes. you know? And then you'll get like birthdays, a bunch of V-Bucks. They must make more money, I think, on merch and like assets people can buy yeah. outside of the game than maybe they do inside the game from Probably. their main consumer base. Because their main consumer base isn't even 18. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're children. Yeah. I mean, they do have pocket money. Some of them do, mm-hmm. but not enough to pay for V-Bucks. Yeah. There's a 16, 15, 16 year old boy in my family who has been playing Fortnite since he was about 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's an easy present for us to get him every year because we don't know what boys want. <laughs> I mean, I am one, and I don't know. Um, so, it, yeah, it's it's a very convenient way to just give money yeah. to to them, and uh, you know, find a find an easy present for a child. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think you might be right that they did just perhaps went for a one off. Like, oh, people keep saying like they they miss the good old days. So let's do a little throwback session, and then we'll then we'll move on and do mm. some more. You know, there's some big cataclysm, and the world changes again, or even if that was the original plan, they might now think, God, we had a record-breaking day doing that. Let's just do point two again. Yeah. Um, so it'll be one to watch, I suppose. We'll have to see what happens. Um, but 11,000 years played in a single day is mad. Um, I wonder how much they have felt the effects of everyone launching a live service game. Mm. Because obviously they weren't the first to do it, yeah. but they did it the best. Yeah. And I wonder how much... They have been affected by every single other studio being like, we've got a live service we'll game do it too. too. Yeah. Well, this is the thing though. This is the argument that we make is that these other companies choose to do live service because they're like, wow, mm. look at all the money you can make. And mm. then they mostly die on their ass because yeah. Fortnite has already established itself. And, you know, there's a couple of other kind of main players. And then that's kind of it. There's not really room for any more live service games i suppose if a really really good one came along it could knock a different one off its perch but the point is there's only room for a couple of these um because you do have to kind of dedicate all of your gaming time to it and you can't Mm. dedicate all of your time to two or three or four live service games at time recording warner brothers have just said we want to focus more on live service games going forward um which is great news isn't it i mean obviously i mean fortnite had to lay people off which is insane for a company that Mm -hmm. it has long been considered 
the kind of behemoth of a live service game. Mm-hmm. Like the ideal live service game printing is Fortnite. money. Printing money. And if they've had to lay people off, yeah. then it makes you think like, I mean, obviously we've been talking for a while that there's obviously an issue in the gaming industry. Yeah. There's obviously something going on. There's rumblings of this for like the last few months. And it makes you think like if this if this team and this company yeah. are having to make cuts something is happening that is much worse than i could potentially even think of yeah ubisoft as well i've had layoffs this week they've closed what their canada yeah and then they're like global some of their global it team or something like that um i think it's just i say just you know it's it's a layoff a layoff is a layoff but i think think it's like a hundred people or something well yeah i think uh, and it's i think it does just affect their canada team at the moment but uh you know they've got teams all over the world good yeah feels great can't wait to see what happens i'd like to think in the case of Fortnite, it it might at least be that maybe it was like misspending i I just can't understand how they can be (laughs) making that much money and also need to lay people off and maybe it's because they've well greed yeah Mm. or maybe also they've like yeah, they have all this money, but then they've done silly things with it, and they're like, "Oh crap, we've we've like messed yeah. up here." I hope it's not because they've, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense that they can have seemingly have that much money. I guess you know the costs of, you know, the, the running costs must be really high for yeah. such a big game, but I don't know. Um, Me neither. Yeah, don't understand, <laughs> but we will see what happens with Fortnite. Whether they do start recycling more stuff um, or. Uh, move on to some fresh things yeah. if we see season two again then we might have the have they run out of ideas conversation yeah again. yeah we'll see we'll see or are they just being greedy and lazy? yeah yeah well peter i thought we could try something uh this week while ben's not here because mm-hmm. he does have a tendency to shoot down my ideas yeah, so i does. thought yeah. that you know we'll do it while he's not here and then you can pitch it to him next week okay yeah so then he can shoot down so then he can shoot down idea. your ideas and right. it makes me feel less bad um it's called what we play in okay it's what we play in time. Time to talk. <laughs> you got it, Peter. Time to talk time. about games, what we have been playing. Thanks. No Thanks problem. For that. Got you back, friend. Thank you very much. Um, Ashton, what have you been playing? I've been playing a few things this week. Mm-hmm. Um, after I finished Spider-Man, I feel like a bit aimless uh, yeah. in gaming. And I'm not sure what I want to play or what I want to do with my time. Um, so I played some House Flipper on my boyfriend's Steam Deck. Right. Um, it's the first time I really got to use it because he uses it all the time he's obsessed mm-hmm. um and it's quite good it's quite a nifty little i say little it's actually massive a bit of kit little bit of kit there uh it's pretty good and it runs really well and it's pretty hand like it feels nice to hold it's yeah. quite heavy is it so i wouldn't want to like be holding it up to my face but mm-hmm. to just have it like resting on a pillow in front of me is pretty pretty good um so i played some more house flipper i played some more disney dreamlight valley i went back Whoa. to that it's been a while since i've throwback it is uh cat was up the other week and she was it was just after they announced that it's actually not going to be free to play they kind of mugged everyone off a little bit i don't know if you've heard about this no so they've said uh, like while it's in early access the game will be free to play right. everyone will be able to play it for free there'll be paid dlc and obviously there's like in-game microtransactions and stuff that people pay for if they want to so all this time you've been playing it is it has it been early access well it's early access and you do have to buy early access but i've been playing oh. it on game pass which it currently is on oh, so right, i've been playing okay. it solely on game pass so i haven't paid anything towards this game right. at all i don't think i knew it was early i just assumed it was out yeah then. well right. it's been early access for ages yeah. now and then the full release is the first week in december and they 
did a little thing, the other, like a little event the other day. And they announced that actually it's not going to be free to play. It's right. going to cost 40 quid. And then the Whoa. first DLC is going to cost 25 pounds. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So like they've kind of really gone back on the whole free to play stuff. They're very much like in your face. It's yeah. going to cost 40 quid. Um, I don't know how it affects people who've already bought early access, if they're going to be able to just have to pay like the difference. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I'm not really sure. But um, yeah, it's going to cost money now. Um and so I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to play it. And Kat was like, oh, I've been playing it a lot and I still love it. And right. I was like, all right, fine. I'll just go, I'll give it another <laughs> go. Um, and I'm not like changed since I last played it. There's like new, um, like different kinds of currency. Cause of course there is, mm-hmm. there's new characters and new like mechanics and stuff, which is great. And I've been enjoying playing that. Um, also this week I attempted to play Gotham Knights with right. my boyfriend. Um, I, Gotham Knights was working fine. Like, if I was in single player, fine. Yeah. But, hey, you're playing it on two PlayStations. Do you want to use the PlayStation inbuilt, like, online service that means you can play with your friends? Or do you want to use Warner Brothers server? Which works to, great, which I'm works sure. Which works great, I'm sure, <laughs> to connect. And I would be like, well, I'd like to use PlayStation, please. Well, no, sorry, you can't. You have to use Warner Bros. Oh. And for some reason, and I, we cannot figure out why, it does not like our internet. Like, oh. it says we've been plugged in or Wi-Fi will not work. It's so weird. The only way we could get to play together, like, it constantly was coming in now, like, connect to online services disconnect from online services connected to online. we were trying for like an hour just oh to play God. together and we managed to play together for about 10 minutes the entire time i was lagging all over the place yeah um we ended up trying it just to like out of curiosity to be like right is it is it a warner bros issue because everything said no it's working fine right. we couldn't find any post about anyone struggling with it on playstation so we were like what is going on and then we connected it to one of our phones our phone data mm-hmm. And it worked fine. Oh. So for some reason, it doesn't like Virgin Media Wi-Fi. So strange. Wow, that's weird. Um, so we've gonna we've tried to like change some settings for our Wi-Fi box to see if that will fix it. Gosh. But yeah, really weird. Um, but that game is fine. Yeah. From what I've played of it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You kind of get tossed out into the open world like uh, relatively early on, and it's like there's crimes. And you can interrogate people, um, and you have to. There's this this mission, this like main mission, if you want to do it, but you don't have to. And the HUD is wank. The UI just, I'm just like if you press the like touchpad, if you just tap yeah. it, it brings up at the top of your screen a list of every single like current mission available mm-hmm. and then you have to go into that tab and then you press down to see the missions and then you can track it from there but i'm like just get me to, can i go to my menu please like i'd like to go to my menu and i couldn't figure out how to add abilities on for ages and mm-hmm. you, you can't leave until you've done abilities and i was like it just says add abilities in the ability menu by pressing the touchpad and i'm like okay were well, you just bringing me that's just telling me what i need to do like i don't understand yeah it's like you have to hold it down but it doesn't right. tell you that okay um, and when you go into the like control settings it says press r1 to bring up the ability menu that doesn't work that's <laughs> not it's not it when you're out in the world you press r1 on a like a on the d-pad to get your ability to work right but, like that's not the ability menu so i don't know why it tells you that anyway it's the whole thing, and um, I'm not actually played much of it yet, but I'm hoping at some point soon I'll be able to play through Gotham Knights. Must um, be a bit of a uh, 
a, a shock to go from one of the best superhero games ever made to God what sounds nice. like a bit yeah. of a wonky one. Yeah. Well, I already miss being able to fly. Yeah. Which I can do in Spider-Man. So. Well, I, I'm thinking of um, in a couple of weeks time when I'm freed up from other things that I need to play um, for streams. I wanted to play the Sam Raimi Spider-Man 1 game, mm. which I had on PS2 back in the day and used to really enjoy. And I've always wanted to stream it. And I thought, oh, that would be kind of funny. Like yeah. Spider-Man's just come out and then I'll play like the really old one. Um, I was looking at some footage the other day and just watching him walk, crawl up a building. There's no sprinting up walls. He's just going like that. So slow. It was really slow. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, can I actually play this game without mm. just losing my mind? Um, you can sort of like web zip, I think. But yeah. yeah. And then the last thing I've played, which kind of just happened to come across on PlayStation Plus, is called Call of the Sea. Have you heard of this one? Uh I might have done. What does it yeah. look like? It's um, first person and it's almost a bit like a walking sim. Yeah. Um, and it's a puzzle game. Right. You're a, you're a posh English lady mm-hmm. called Nora who has some kind of disease and her husband has gone to this island to like try and find a cure for her. Right. And you're like following behind them. Like mm-hmm. they've been, you're kind of encountering their camps and stuff as you go. Right. It's actually a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I finished it the other day. Uh, I really enjoyed it actually. If you're looking for kind of, it's a bit more game, like puzzle gamey than say like a Firewatch or right, yeah. the like. But actually it's a really fun game and fully recommend if you've got PlayStation Plus. And it's quite short as well. So if you're looking for a little jaunt mm. yeah i really enjoyed that game and it looks great as well yeah um and the puzzles didn't feel cheap or like difficult to solve a couple of times it's just because i was missing things right but, yeah but yeah i thought that was a pretty good game mm. sounds good mm. um i have played a little bit more spider-man um but wow to go from you know wanting to go home every day and i was just thinking about spider-man all the time mm-hmm. and playing it every evening that i wasn't knackered um this week i've not played that much of it. Um, not because I don't like it anymore or anything, but I just feel like once I got past the main story, I kind of took a bit of a sigh of relief. And then, uh, I don't know. I When I do pick it up, on the, the couple of times I picked it up this week, I've really enjoyed myself. But mm. um, I've, I've, I'm not feeling the pull as much. I, I always th- find it really hard to go back to a game yeah. when you finish the story mm-hmm. and then like mop, mop up everything else. I yeah. always try and get everything done before I finish the story because I know my brain's like, we've finished that game. Yeah. So why are we going back to it? And I'm like, no, there's other stuff That's to do. That's kind of it, yeah. Um, so when I played it, I've enjoyed it, but I've not felt like hugely motivated to go back to it. Mm. Um, and so at the same time, I've been playing, uh, again, I don't want to say a palate cleanser because that implies that well, you had a, a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, sort of. Um, but, you know, just something a bit like that I can just sit down and almost mindlessly go through. Um, and because it's been Halloween, I've seen, well, partly because it's been Halloween, I've seen um, a few people playing Little Nightmares mm. 1. Um, Emilition's just finished playing it. Someone it's, else I follow. the second one, I think. Oh, is it the second yeah. one? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually, yeah. Uh, someone else I follow was playing the first one. Um, and also they've released the first little clip of Little Nightmares oh, the 3. Third one, yeah. Um so social media was saying, "Hey, remember Little Nightmares?" and I was like, "Yes, I do. It's been a little while and it's still kind of we're on post spooky time." Mm-hmm. So I just sat down and played through uh Little Nightmares in not not all in one go in two two sessions this week and just had a good time. I know most of the solutions kind of straight away now to the puzzles and stuff, so it was just like a 
ah, oh, yeah, this thing. So something familiar that I don't have to think about um, and a little bit kind of slightly spooky. But mm. again, I'm a big brave boy now and I know what's going to happen. I it. never finished the second one because oh, I got too spooked out and I just couldn't bring myself to go back to it. Which bit? It was the mannequin bit. Yeah. And I just was like, no, 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 I can't do this. I've watched too much Doctor Who mm-hmm. and watched this, like I've played seen Weeping Angels I couldn't do it yeah the mannequins are horrible I haven't picked I played it when I was back at my flat so it must have been like over a year and a half ago now mm-hmm. and I just I got so spooked out that I just I uninstalled it yeah. <laughs> I was like I just can't bring myself to go back to this well that's the thing I'm now tempted to move on to the second one yeah. because I think I've only played that one I definitely I played it through the once on my own and I think we also streamed it were you here for that or no. was it me and Ben it was just you and Ben um, so I've kind of played it twice but almost like back to back like so i kind of feel like i've only played it once essentially um so yeah i don't know that one as well i don't remember all the spooky things that happened so i'm kind of like yeah if i wanted a slightly more unnerving experience i could play that one again and i definitely Mm. would be a little bit more kind of on edge um and the third one looks really good i was a bit worried about i mean they've only shown a little tiny bit but i was worried that they might kind of change the style up a little bit because it's no longer um uh, what they called those guys who uh, developed the original oh, yeah. two. Um, I don't know. I want to say like... Don't nod comes to mind, but that's not right. It's just, no. I think maybe it's just because I've been I paying. should know because it's come up on my screen the past... <laughs> yeah, you should, to really, to be honest, you should know. I should know. Is it super massive now that I've taken on it? Uh, it might be super massive now, yeah. Uh, Tarsia Studios oh, with the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. Um, band- is it Bandai Namco? Yeah, I think yeah. Bandai Namco published it. And I think it's super massive to um, take on the third one. I think so. I'll find that out Because we all well. thought it was a dark pictures game at first, but no, it was a, yeah. it was a little Yeah, it is super massive. Yeah. Um, so I was worried that they might like not quite get the visual style right or, you know, kind of change up the way it plays. But it looks basically... You know, it seems mm. to just be made in the same engine with the same sort of puzzle design. It's just two-player, isn't it? But it's two-player. But I assume you can probably play it one-player yeah. with AI because in uh, in the second game, you did have an AI companion. Yeah. Um, so presumably the same the same will work in this case. But yeah, so I've, I've mostly played um, Little Nightmares 1 and a bit of Spider-Man again. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll play the, the next Little Nightmares next week. Dunno. 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 Wow, it's time for question two now, Peter. It is. It comes from Chris McVeigh. Hi, app. Big news in the world of video game movies. A live-action Zelda movie is now officially in production. What? We know very little about it in this early stage, but I'm curious what you guys think of the announcement. Is it the start of the NCU? What does it mean if producers re- if the producer's recent credits include Morbius and the Uncharted movie? And which character will Chris Pratt play? Chris Pratt play this time. Much to think about. There is much to think about. Thank you, Chris. There is much. If you haven't seen this, um, Miyamoto did a few tweets being like, we're making a game. But he did Uh, it from the official Nintendo account and started with... It's me, Miyamoto. This is Miyamoto. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a me. Yeah, and they've announced that they are making a live-action Zelda game. So that is interesting. Movie. Movie, sorry. Imagine Uh, a game. (laughs) Whoa, a live-action Zelda game. Yeah, it's an FMV game. Oh, my God. Um, So this is interesting. Um, I've seen some people sort of... uh, I saw a couple of different people tweeting similar things, which was like, oh, Legend of Zelda movie. Oh, and then, oh, live action. Hmm." That's kind of my exact thought. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. I don't hate that it's a live action movie, but I think it's going to be really easy to mess up as a live action movie. Because it's corny as hell. Mm -hmm. It's cheesy. It is. 
there's obviously there's serious moments in every game. Even the cheesiest games can have serious moments. But Zelda and Link and like the whole, all the like cast of characters and the way that they're designed are mad corny. Like yeah. I could never imagine that in just real life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the thought of just seeing Link talking and just yeah. having a conversation as a live action person just kind of, it kind of grounds him too much. You know, when he's presented the way he is, and, you know, often making no noise whatsoever or, you know, occasional grunts. Uh, he It kind of adds more to that kind of elfin kind of, he's not really a real person. He's almost a bit Peter Pan yeah. sort of idea. But if he's just like a, a character, you know, I, I almost hope if they're going to do live action in quotes, that it's kind of live action with filters applied for want of a, mm. a, a better term you know a bit like the Tintin movie or something yeah. which was you know it was CG in the sense that the I'm whole speaking. thing was digitally altered but it mm. was I think mo-capped all the way through yeah I think so um so I'd like it to be like the cats movie <laughs> yeah something like that I mean no I wouldn't I don't want that no but I mean we jest but yeah I think honestly I think that might be the best way to play it you know that that is still potentially on the cards. They could still be calling it live action, but it doesn't necessarily look photorealistic. Yeah. It's um, just not an animated movie. Yeah, but then on the other hand, if they were going to do that, given the choice of the two terms, both of which sort of apply, I think you would still lean towards calling it animated, even if it is, mm. you know, very much captured in a live action setting and then and then just sort of painted over. So I don't know. I, I think it would be better animated, but um, I don't think... When Chris McVeigh asked the question, it's necessarily the start of the NCU in the sense of obviously it's not going to be a kind of a shared multiverse. No. Um, I mean, you only need to know that they're creating them in very different visual styles to see that. But that's probably not exactly what Chris is asking. Is it the start of a whole series of different Nintendo movies? Um, could be. That is starting what to other look ones like would it. You might... like? Ooh. Because you've got obviously Mario and Zelda, they're the big boys. Yeah. And then like. What are they going to do next? Pikmin? Pikmin. Metroid? Uh, Donkey Kong? Donkey Kong, yeah. <laughs> what other games do they have? Um, I don't know. Animal Crossing? Yeah, Animal Crossing is one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Metroid could be an interesting one. Metroid could be, but the thing about it is that I don't, I don't see Nintendo making a movie that is for adults. No, because that's the thing. Because Metroid would have to be fairly gritty. I think, exactly, to work. and I think with this as well. Obviously, like fans of Ze Zelda is a game that you could look at face value and say this is a game for kids, especially yeah. like the older games. Not so much now with Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, but like. It depends whether that they would do a movie for the fans who have grown up with Zelda, who are now adults or kids. Yeah. Because that's, I think, a different vibe as mm -hmm. well. I mean, obviously, um, I can't remember the name of the guy who's producing it. Is it, no, um, it Ariane Sari or is that someone else? Uh, that might I'm be not someone sure. else. I've not actually read that much about this. Um, I just saw the initial tweets. But his other movies aren't necessarily a kids movie like mm -hmm. morbius obviously isn't a kids movie yes. uncharted isn't a kids movie i mean it's pg-13 i'm pretty sure but mm -hmm. uh it's not it's not kids movie avi arad oh i was close i was thinking of someone else you were avi arad 
I yeah. assume that's how it's said out loud, but yeah. that's how it's spelled. But it's, it, it is interesting mm-hmm. to think about what they're going to do with it. But I just, I don't know how this will work. Mario is an animated movie makes complete sense. Yeah. Like those two things go hand in hand. It basically, in, in a lot of games, could be a, like a movie yeah. with the cutscenes and stuff. That's fine. But yeah, I think it'd be very interesting to see a live action Zelda. And I think that there would have to be a change in like vibe for want of a better phrase yeah. in terms of like how it translates from games to movies. And also how would they, would they do an origin story? Because yeah. Like where would you, where, I mean the timeline doesn't from? make any sense yeah. now anyway. So they could completely just like make it up mm-hmm. from the get go. But I don't know if it would be that interesting to see an origin story. If I'm being honest, yeah. like a, as Link as a kid, he like, oh, I'm in love with this princess. She's been kidnapped. Best save the world. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's the story that they'll go for, or they'll pick a game and like retell the game. Yeah, that's the other option. They might maybe just uh, pick Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, either as one movie or two, uh, given that they're the most recent and relevant. Or yeah. maybe they'll go back to whatever they think is the most beloved game. Um, maybe Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. Of time. Yeah. yeah, maybe Majora's Mask would make a an interesting movie visually speaking Mm -hmm. um so yeah time will tell um chris pratt will play everyone he'll play tingle oh my god yeah i want him to play navi yeah hey listen (laughs) (laughs) that's not the voice that's his mario impression yeah hey listen um but uh in terms of ncu what we'd like to see more of i was thinking when you were talking just then uh surely surely uh if they do a Mario sequel. After that, they could do a spin-off of Luigi's Mansion, couldn't mm, they? They could. The models are there. The yeah. cast is there. They can just, you know, do a, a random spin-off where he goes ghost hunting. Well, he kind of went ghost hunting in this one. Oh, did he? he well, I didn't watch it. He kind of got so. a little spooky. He went into an old creepy house. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that in the trailer. At the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So he did kind of, we did get a little bit of a callback to that. Right. And we did get Donkey Kong and we did get yeah, Peach and, and we did Kong get Toad. So like, unless we have spin-off movies from them which we might do like they could they could definitely do it maybe not as big budget as mm-hmm. the original mario movie but it'd be interesting to see how they could separate these characters and make new content with them yeah because mario is obviously the most famous franchise and i don't know how many other of their franchises would have mass appeal like mario does yeah i think there's there's a couple of um rare games that um you know, are no longer theirs. It's Microsoft now, but mm. I I wouldn't mind seeing a, a banjo game or yeah. a I think a conquer game. I'm, we're saying game, I mean movie. Yeah. A banjo movie or a conquer movie could be pretty funny, and that could be more targeted targeted to adults. It could be a bit cringe though. You know, sometimes when they, they try and do these sort of um, you know like Naughty Bear and stuff, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. right. I I get it. I get the joke. <laughs> yeah. um, but. We'll have to see, but yeah. it it does kind of look like they're maybe moving more towards doing more films. Um, I don't know what the exact licensing deals were in terms of um, Detective Pikachu. Whether was that officially with Nintendo or is it just the Pokemon company? Well, there's been loads of Pokemon stuff, isn't there? So that, yeah. I reckon that would be Pokemon company. I yeah, don't I think it, I don't think Nintendo have a, a hand in that. No, they're probably you know the name's probably on it, but it's not. Yeah. It's not their movie, it's the Pokemon Company's no, movie. No, but at least by association, you know, Detective Pikachu uh, did very well and mm-hmm. there's a sequel. 
uh, coming out, right? Isn't there? I think. There's a game, a game sequel. I think there's a. Is there another? They're making another movie. I think they might be. I didn't know they were making another movie. Uh, Detect. I'm doing a lot of googling today. Detective Pikachu. I'm sure I read. Pika two. Pika. Is what it would be called. Uh, let me see. Uh, Detective Pikachu two film. After four years of anticipation, news of a Detective Pikachu sequel finally emerged earlier this year. That was oh. written in June 2023. Oh. So I don't know I've when. I've slept since then, so I don't remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> probably, announced. you know, they announce these things and then they don't always happen. But yeah. Detective Pikachu, yeah, all right, it's Nintendo adjacent, but at least yeah. you, it's, you, you think of Nintendo when you see that. And then we've had Mario doing very well, and then Zelda is potentially coming out. I and mean, that... we're years off this. We are out, years off, but, but um, it seems like... Nintendo or Nintendo-associated films are are happening mm-hmm. and potentially going to do very well. We'll have to see how Zelda goes. And then, yeah, they could go in any direction after that. Mm. Well, from weird movies mm. now to uh, weird news. Yeah. Oh, straight in. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Weird news time. It's time to talk about some weird video game news. But before we get to that, we would like to thank our podcast producers who have sent in weird news. Of course, you can submit questions for this podcast, as we mentioned earlier. But if you want a guaranteed shout out, you can do that. You can get that by being a podcast producer uh, and sponsoring the weird news segment. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to submit weird news to this uh, the podcast, the post goes out every Tuesday, Tuesday. on Facebook and Twitter. Yes. And you might get your name read out. But like Peter says, if you want to guarantee yourself a shout out, then you can go to Patreon. Just like... Just like... Do you want to go first? Sure. G.Y. Goliath. Nicole Hansen. Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett. We got special, We got clarification we this week. It's a hard it's very G. Exciting. Yeah. Katie Garrett. Okay. Um, Eric Siu. Uh, Potato Shack 99. Melody Elbonet. Nexus Polaris. Gabrielle Philippink. Blake Thomas. Janet Wicks. Wicks. And Great Giggity. Thank you so much. Or is so... it Great Giggity? <laughs> no, I don't ask. No. No, we can't take it. Um, thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you so much. 
Got some weird news over there, Peter? I've got some that was submitted via Facebook from Blake Thomas. I didn't actually note down whether Blake Thomas is a top fan, but... I think Blake Thomas is a top fan. Um, This is according to gamesradar.com. Brace yourselves. GTA 6 Skeptic (laughs) promised to drink their own urine if there was an announcement this week, hyphen, and now, quote, the deed is done. Peter told me what news he'd picked by saying, I'll take piss news. <laughs> I think I put, I'll take piss news, I guess, yeah. question mark or something. Yeah. And then I read it. it. No. Um, and it it's sort of worse than it even sounds. Yeah. You think it's going to be a really short article where, all right, someone said they'd drink their own piss and they did. But <laughs> it's worse. Oh, no. This is written by Dustin Bailey, published about 19 hours ago, it says. Um, Yesterday... One fan declared that if GTA 6 were officially announced this week, they would drink their own urine. They have now made good on that promise. Earlier this week, rumours and reports began to circulate that a proper GTA 6 announcement was coming soon. Of course, between the leaks and Rockstar's acknowledgement of them, and we'll get to that in a moment, will we? No. No, no we won't. I thought we had a question about it, but we don't. No, I don't we don't have a question from. about it. Um, but that happened this <laughs> week. Uh, we already know the game is in the works, but it's never formally been announced. Technically, we don't even know for sure that it's going to be called Grand Theft Auto 6. With that in mind, a lot of series fans were sceptical that this would be the week for a major announcement. One of those sceptics was Reddit user Johnny Rockhard 62 hmm. who made a post saying that, quote... If GTA 6 gets announced this week, I'll drink my own piss. Pressed for details by other commenters who wouldn't let things go, Johnny Rockhard 62 said, The plan is to record... This is where it gets bad. The plan is to record a video of me pissing into a coffee cup with my wiener out of frame because personal boundaries. Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean because Johnny personal boundaries? Johnny Rockhard, you're <laughs> posting a video of you drinking your own piss. <laughs> plan is to record a video of me pissing into a coffee cup with my wiener out of frame because personal boundaries. Wiener. Be the- ten. <laughs> then I'll drink it, but without my face. I'll do some epic ASMR. I don't know. Oh, no. You probably already know where this story is going. Rockstar did indeed officially announce GTA 6 earlier today, promising a trailer set to launch in early December. A few hours later, Johnny Rockhard 62 updated their post, lamenting that it ended up being less than a flipping day. He did not say flipping. <laughs> that edit also included a link to a video from their YouTube account, appropriately named GTA 6 Piss Drinker. You don't have to do it. No, you don't. Nobody knows who you are, Johnny Rockhard. No one is going to come to your house and tell you you have to drink your own piss. Or you could have just posted saying, I did it. And then, yeah, everyone would have said, no, you didn't. But pretend weed in a cup and then drunk and been like, I'll drink it now. Mm -hmm. And then cut, poured the piss away and drunk water. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're not even going to show yourself drinking it, maybe he didn't actually drink his own piss. Probably not. But I just feel like, why would you bother? Yeah. Weirdo. Um, the article writer continues, Look, I've only skimmed the video because, dear God, I do not actually want to watch this, but it appears to make good on Johnny Rockhard 62's initial promise. With no face or genitals visible, it would admittedly be pretty easy to fake the urine drinking, but honestly, I'm much happier about this whole story if it is fake. Everyone gets a fun story and nobody actually has to drink any urine. If it is real, well, I guess I can respect that too. I mean, maybe not respect, but... You get the idea. And that's the end. Oh, I yeah. know. Oh, and then it also, I forgot about this. It links at the very bottom to a different article. 
One MMO player took much better odds on a bet that involved pouring hot coffee on his butthole, and I'm pretty sure, and I'm not sure who ended up in the worst position here. Why? Um, Why? That, Why? That was in May 2023. MMO player begrudgingly pours hot coffee on his butthole after losing bet over a one in ten thousand drop that his rival spent two hundred days grinding for. I don't know if this is a gender thing, right? Yeah. But if I make a bet with my friends. We almost never cash in on it mm-hmm. because it's not because it's silly. You, when you make a bet, you're not doing it for real. Yeah. If I say I'll give you a hundred pounds if this comes true, I'm not going to give you a hundred pounds. Especially bets like I'll, if I'll, that happens, I'll drink my own piss. <laughs> no one says go on, eat your hat. Yeah. You said you would eat your hat. If it's they've... very like frat, frat house energy. Yeah, of it like, is. You said you drink my piss. Drink my piss. Like that's what the energy. <laughs> Hold him down. Giving. Yeah. That's. I just. I don't get it. No. I don't understand it. It's so um, strange. I'm, I'd am i like to think that he didn't drink his own piss, but like... Let's live in a world where he didn't drink his own piss. No, but then know? it's obviously so easy to fake drinking your own piss that no one's going to believe you did it. So if you did do it, why did you do <laughs> it? Because no one's going to believe it anyway. And if you didn't do it, why did you even bother faking yeah. it because everyone knows it's fake so this unless, whole thing is stupid unless we saw it go straight from the wiener yeah if he lay to on the his mouth back and put his legs behind or his even like head. if the shot was a wide shot and you watched him do it not that i'd want to but if you did and then he drank it straight from that cup okay then i could b- potentially believe that it's happened mm-hmm. but it's not hey in this version of reality he didn't he didn't do it it's fake yeah Johnny Rock hard, stupid. Anyway, I have some news from Jonathan Wong. Hopefully not Johnny Rock hard. Hopefully it's not a rock hard uh, Wong. Yeah, on Facebook. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, from Kotaku by Zach Zweizen. Bored ape NFT party goers blame UV, skin, UV lights for burned eyes and skin. Have you seen this? Uh I saw the headline when I was looking for weird news and mm. I saw the image that they put of a it's, bunch of bored apes with, with red, red eyes. eyes. Yeah. So I saw a bunch of tweets about this the other day. I and did I not see like, this at all. Interesting. So, um, I mean, you can tell the kind of people that are going to attend this event, but mm-hmm. folks attending a large NFT ape fest concert left with eye pain, poor vision and burned skin. God. After returning from a large exclusive party over the weekend, some Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT owners are complaining about severe eye pains, skin burns, and poor vision potentially caused by powerful UV lights used at the event. Some folks reported the pain was so bad they had to go to the hospital for treatment. From November 3rd to November 5th, Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT owners gathered in Hong Kong for Ape Fest. A large party and event that reportedly saw over 2,000 people show up to dance around and pretend the NFT market hasn't completely uh, cratered in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they afforded to go to Hong Kong because I thought most of them didn't have any money anymore. Well, yeah, I was just about to look up the uh, the drop in price of Bored mm-hmm. Apes. Please continue. Only those who owned a C NFT, I mean, that's Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT, were able to attend the exclusive event. Pitch on the weekend's party show a big stage where the concert was held for attendees. But now many partygoers are dealing with excruciating eye pain potentially caused by UV lights used during the concert. Jesus. Um, Thank you, for me to subscribe to their website. No, thank you. Um, anyone else's eyes burning from last night? Woke up at 3 a.m. with extreme pain and ended in the ER. Treated Feld4014 to the website formerly known as Twitter. Other people who supposedly attend the Ape, of, Ape concept replied voicing similar medical issues. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I couldn't see anymore. Crypto June 777 oh replied. 
had so much pain in the whole and my whole skin is burned. Needed to go to hospital. Doctor told me the UV of the lighting on the stage did it. It has the same effect as sunlight. Yeah. Photos from the event seem to show powerful non-RGB LED light bars on stage that could be powerful UV lights. In 2017, a Hong Kong party blinded attendees with UV lights. They were purposely designed for medical disinfection. Dis oh um, at this moment, UV lights aren't con confirmed to be the cause of the Ape Fest injuries. However, one party goer was recently diagnosed with photo keratitis maybe mm -hmm. um also known as oh, welder's keratitis I thank think. you yeah. also known as welder's eye and was prescribed steroid eye drops and lubricants to help treat the condition so many people have been complaining of eye pain after the event that one bored ape owner started a thread with tips on how to treat welder's eye pain um <laughs> The company behind Board Ape Yacht Club NFT project, Yuga Labs, told Kotaku that they, they are aware of the situation and is and are taking it seriously. It also said it was directly contacting partygoers who were affected and investigating what happened to find the true root of the cause. Um, the true root caused the multiple eye, eye pain and skin burn complaints. Um, so, yeah. It's a bit of a mess. I mean, by, oh, by, based on our estimates, 15 people we've been in direct contact with so far represent less than 1% of the approximately 2,250 event attendees and staff on Saturday night. I saw a picture of like someone had taken a picture in the bathroom of this event and someone else had replied being like, those UV strips around the top of the bathroom are literally what they use in some beds. Like, oh my God. Like, do you think there would be like, Regulate well. There probably are regulations on mm. this that have just been breached here, but yeah, that's. But you insane. wonder if it's like the location, like the um, venue, mm. or if it's the actual event that put the lights up. Well, yeah, and they were maybe they were trying yeah. to cut costs and they bought the wrong kind of lights. But you'd think that like it's interesting to to find out that this has all gone on for certain people who make bad life choices anyway yeah i mean uh they don't you deserve know, to go blind or anything but yeah don't don't wish don't wish um pain and suffering on anyone but uh you know it it's uh it's a sign you've made a poor life choice yeah maybe i don't know um <laughs> how much is hashtag NFT victim worth? blaming <laughs> um nfts on average uh, have gone down 88 percent in value and the reason i was scrolling around for so long is because I was trying to find I knew that I'd seen a specific instance of like a celebrity's um, yeah. NFT recently and it was Justin Bieber's I found it now Justin Bieber's Bored Ape NFT was valued at 1.3 million dollars in 2022 now it's only worth around 60,000 dollars and that's a, a Justin Bieber one is 60,000 so it's most of them are worth picture. Yeah, just a picture it's just a picture isn't it that yeah. was worth 1.2 million dollars. Ridiculous. Mm. Wow. Now it's time, Peter. Yes. For the big discussion. Oh. Big discussion time. Time to do the big video game discussion. It's sent in by Robert Golding, who says, Hello there, BAP. It's actually just app Yeah, today. get it right. Pa. Hey, pa. It was announced that Xbox has struck a partnership with InWorld to generate AI-powered characters, stories, and quests into their games, Ashton Matthews. I, it makes me so angry, but I'll talk about that in a minute. This includes a system that Xbox developers can use to create detailed scripts, dialogue trees, quest lines, and more through AI. Is mm. this a worrying sign for the future of the industry where the largest company in terms of monetary value in Microsoft has taken such a step into the field? And 
what, if anything, is going to be the stopper for AI-powered content generation being used in gaming everywhere? Yeah. Shall I tell you a bit about this? Yes, please. Um, so this is from Eurogamer by Liv, um, I think it's N- Nagan. Maybe mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Um, Microsoft and AI company InWorld AI have announced a multi-year co-development partnership, which will see the companies work to develop a range of AI tools for Xbox's studios. These tools include an AI design co-pilot and AI character runtime engine. Um, that's and Dan, sorry. Um, the design co-pilot will be able to take prompts and turn them into detailed scripts, dialogue trees, quests, and more, the company said. Uh, the character runtime will enable entirely new narratives with dynamically generated stories, quests, and dialogue. In a statement accompanying the announcement, General Manager of Gaming AI at Xbox Haiyan Zhang said the partnership will combine in-world's expertise in working with generative AI models for character development and Xbox strengths in revolutionizing accessible and responsible creator tools for all developers. Responsible and accessible creator tools for all developers? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Sounds like you're just getting an AI to do a person job. Yeah. For all developers, except the ones we will be able to lay off because we don't need them anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, this comes uh, not long after news has broken that the uh, sag after strikes have um, tentatively come to an end now. I think there's still a time of recording. There's like a proposed They're like finalizing deal. The yeah. And they're like, yeah. they need to go back and have like another meeting. But it, the strike is officially postponed and potentially will not be continuing so that's good news for actors um and uh they have said that there appears to be ai based like protection um uh in there because mm-hmm. that was one of the big uh, issues actors were worried about was their likenesses being used um in uh you know ai generated content and so on and so forth um so my suggestion to the second part of Robert Golding's question uh, is um, what is going to be the stopper for AI-powered content generation? It would be nice if, uh, you know, people unionized and, and had a big strike and said, no, you're not taking my job away from me and, be, and replacing me with a robot. Mm. Um, it does feel like we've said that a lot recently. It does feel like we've said that a lot recently. But it's because... A lot of this is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is how... Uh, one way in which this could be sort of combated but it's probably it's a bit more difficult uh, in this instance because i think there's probably more kind of legal basis to be able to say hey you're not just gonna like use my likeness as an actor going forward mm. um you know i want to like fight you on this uh you know it, it's harder for someone to argue and say no we are actually and you know you can't stop us whereas when it's just a, a company saying look we know that like we need you as a develop a, a developer, but if you're going to say I'm not going to develop for you because you've also got this robot over here doing a different bit of development, then they could. You don't need specific developers as much as you need specific actors. If you see what yeah. I mean, you know, if if whoever Tom Holland is saying I'm not going to act until you give us all a fair deal, that probably makes more of a difference when you want to get Tom Holland back on your books rather than, you know, some relatively speaking anonymous developer who could be replaced by someone else who might be willing Mm -hmm. to be a scab so that's worrying um 
how do you feel about generally the idea of AI generated content in Hate it. games? Yeah, Hate yeah. it. Yeah. I think that like uh, some people will say that, oh, well, it's useful for smaller developers. Mm. You know, if people who can't draw, they'll use an AI drawing or blah, 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 blah. And I understand that. I do. I can understand why a smaller developer might see the appeal of AI help in certain things. Mm-hmm. However, for time immemorial of video games people haven't had ai and small developers and small games have been made by one or a very small but one person or a small team yeah and have come out brilliantly and have become cult classics or just in general a very good game take stardew valley for example mm-hmm. yeah um and i know that some people like it's the art that's stopping them fair enough but also there's so many freelance artists out there that most of them like when they're getting started don't charge very much because they're getting the experience which is kind of helps you out by getting in contact with someone who's learning how to do this stuff and helps them out by giving them experience and my worry is that because of the ease of access of ai it stops people getting into it you know because if you're a developer an individual developer and you say well i use ai art in my drawing in my stuff Mm -hmm. well then why not then some artist who could have potentially worked with you on your game is now no longer getting work because you've decided to use a robot to draw it which by the way will still steal other people's art and create it that way most of them are trained on other other artists yeah exactly and for writing when people use things like chat gpt or whatever's better than that now i I literally don't follow ai because it makes me so mad yeah um to write scripts you're taking work out of the hands of someone who is a writer Mm -hmm. and would probably be quite excited to work on a video game you know there's so many students now like current students and i'm not saying don't pay people for like their first few times obviously being paid is very important however if you're a single member and you're like i want someone to help me write it i can do all the technology Mm -hmm. um i want someone to help me write it and someone to help me draw it like and you form a small team of people who are on the same level as you and you say like look we can all do this together like as a team yeah that's way different than just going well i'll get some ai to write it some ai to draw on it and i'll just make it work mm-hmm. yeah. because at that point at this point we already know that there's probably going to be ai out there that could stitch stuff together well enough to kind of make a game yeah admittedly like things that they're coming out with are not perfect they're mm-hmm. not they still need her helping hand from humans and they still need polishing and tidying up and changing and making more human in the way they write and design things and draw hands and draw hands um and i've seen some people say like that um ai creates but it doesn't imagine which is very much the truth like mm-hmm. you can't you can't ask an ai to do something because it will just find other things yeah. from around it doesn't create new stuff off the top of its head because mm-hmm. it's, it's an ai it's a robot um and i think that it's scary to see how acceptable it's becoming to just use it um in both an individual and i'm not if you are someone who's using ai i don't want you to feel like i'm shaming you i think it's great that you're trying like your hand at making a game and stuff but i would urge you to consider other avenues first Mm, is basically what i'm saying um and if microsoft are so blatantly proud of doing things that will write detailed scripts or create detailed characters then 
what hope is there yeah. for anyone getting into the industry? We've had 6,000 layoffs this year. Yeah. And then you're going to just be like, well, but this AI can do your job. Mm -hmm. So why would we hire you to do it? Well, There's no reason to get into the gaming industry right now. Yeah. Yeah. It must be scary. And especially, you know, as you say, it at, certainly at the moment, AI isn't even necessarily doing, well, it's definitely not at the moment doing as good a job as a human being could do. Mm -hmm. It might be working quicker or with fewer complaints and you know not have to for less money maybe. yeah less money exactly um but it, it doesn't produce uh stuff that is as good as what a fairly talented developer could do um but you know you're right there are so many up and coming uh people in this industry who are you know looking for their their break or looking for some early experience and yeah I, I hate it when people say like, oh, will you draw a picture for me and uh, I will give you a shout Exposure, out. Exposure, yeah. yeah. Like we're not suggesting that. But if you are kind of at the on the bottom rung of the ladder and you're trying to get into it, you're probably not charging as much as someone who's way higher. So mm. yeah, it's not, I'm not saying work for exposure, but there are people who will who are more affordable to bring into your team if that's something that you need. And especially in the world of um, crowdfunding as well. Mm -hmm. um, again, I know that not necessarily every indie sort of bedroom hobbyist developer is going to feel like they can set up a Kickstarter for their project or be confident enough that they could produce something that could uh, uh, warrant having people invest money in it. But maybe a couple of steps up from that, if you are someone who really is actually looking to get into developing an indie game that you think could go places, uh, but you still don't have the, the support of uh, a big team, that is where you can kickstart something and that is how you can pay to bring people on. If mm -hmm. you don't know how to make music or if you're not a very good artist um, and you're thinking, do I use AI? Uh, it's cheap. Well, yeah, it is cheaper. It's not as good. It's taking away work from someone who could be doing it for you. And if you don't have the money now, you could try crowdfunding potentially. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's an option. Um, but it's worrying. I mean, in order to give like a balanced argument, I feel like... I should try and put myself in the position of of devil's advocate and and think about how this might impact the quality of video games in in any kind of positive way. And all I can think of is that um, it could be interesting to see what sort of uh, what would you call them? Kind of like random encounter quests yeah. can be built into video games. So it's not clear here whether they're talking specifically about using AI in the development process in order to generate content and ideas that will then be implemented into a game, or if they're talking even about implementing systems into the game that can generate new stuff once the user has hold of it. Mm -hmm. um, it I think it's more in the in the kind of the earlier stages rather than kind of post-production. Post but uh, I can see where this might end up going. And something that I enjoyed in the likes of, say, Skyrim, was when you were wandering around and you would get attacked by a highwayman or someone would say, hey, I've, uh, I know what you did or, you know, something like that. And those kinds of random encounters in, in Red Dead Redemption or, uh, you know, Bethesda RPGs or, or whatever you're talking about are fun. And I can see how AI, an AI system implemented into the game could be really interesting in like generating mm -hmm. new stuff that no one else has necessarily experienced in exactly that way. Um, but having said all that, I'm literally just saying it in the interest of balance. And um, 
playing devil's advocate because I don't like the idea of uh, any yeah. of this. I can just, I can see, I can see uses for it that could produce some interesting stuff. What um, I've been really enjoying about the Spider-Man discourse recently yeah. is that whenever someone points out something that they found in the game, be it like a conversation that happens mm. between two NPCs or a side quest or like a random encounter that's happened, yeah. you'll always see the developers being like, hey, we made that yeah. or like we did that. Yeah. And that like warms my heart. And mm -hmm. maybe like, I don't want to be chronically online about it, but it's nice to like, see the, the the conversations online about like wow you did such a good job like congrats or yeah. like that's my voice it's like oh, i loved this conversation thought it was so funny like or people actively going out of their way to find stuff that people have said it's theirs to work on and i just think ai just takes away from the human element and the human experience in games mm -hmm. and maybe games sometimes are release broken which we talked about last week this will happen but ai is not necessarily going to fix that no and i think that xbox partnering with inworld and this ai system that they brought in is such a kick in the teeth to so many developers and so many people and do you know what really annoyed me this week and I tweeted about it? The Game Awards just posted yeah. this post. Like they were like, Xbox are partnered with Inworld to do this. Mm -hmm. No, even a little bit of like any kind of comment on it. They just reposted it. The Game Awards, the awards that are designed to celebrate the teams behind the games. Yeah. They said, robots are coming. Yeah. Woo! -hoo! Woo. So and as you Joked, they'll be like will they be giving out awards to chat gpt next year yeah you know or i'm obviously yeah. being facetious but uh yeah and you're right actually you know random encounters don't have to be literally randomly generated by a robot mm -hmm. random encounters uh have been happening in games for years now well, like you mentioned it was in skyrim and there's no ai in that yeah. in terms of like create there is ai in games like npcs and yeah, AI. They have in that AI, sense, but, but in terms of like AI kind. developing content yeah. for the game. Or, you know, and in something more recent like Spider Man, you have, there are moments where, uh, you know, a crime is happening or, you know, you, you, you bump into something happening in the street. All of those things, yeah, they're called random encounters, but they don't have to be truly randomly generated by a robot in order to work well. The mm -hmm. ones that we have experienced in those games we've mentioned were all actually just designed by a human being and they just pop up at random. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no reason we can't just carry on doing it that way. Uh, we don't have to have it that they they just spawn out of nowhere. Um, I can see some interesting things being generated if uh, a, a robot was literally creating quests out of nowhere in a video game that could be that could be really enjoyable and give everyone a unique experience but equally it could be really bad because you don't have a human being there that has the actual quality control in its head to say is this a good quest or does this make sense in the lore of the universe that we're dealing with here or is this even fun or does this contradict a different thing that we generated yesterday you know so i giving the reins to a robot that doesn't truly have that actual creative spark and it doesn't genuinely have an, a proper understanding of uh, the nature of, of this product, um, it it's a worrying thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know that a human will have to be there to feed in the ideas mm. or, you know, tell it what you need it to do. But, like, if you've got a team of developers where one person is your ideas man. And then from that one person, you've got 10, 15, 20 people who also like will converse, conversate, will have a conversation about this idea. It will trickle down and become something potentially totally different, mm -hmm. but it will begin with this initial idea. 
Um, but because of conversation and the nature of like different people having opinions and different minds working together, ideas become full and they they flower into something that's completely different than the original original seed. Yeah. Because that's just how it works. If you tell a robot your idea, the robot I say robot. If you tell the AI the idea, mm-hmm. your AI is just going to do it. It's yeah. going to do what you told it to do. It's not going to have any influence or creative control or ideas about your idea it's just gonna do it and i think that's where it will also lose its uniqueness it will lose its like flair it will lose all those special touches that Mm. make things like this good and i know all the tech bros might be in the comments might be getting really angry this board doesn't know what she's talking about i know i don't i don't care about ai i i don't i don't read about it i only see what it's done to people and how it affects people. Yeah. And that is why I think AI is bad. Yeah. It could be a technical wonder. It could be like, look, we tell this drawing and it paints just like Van Gogh and it creates art. Cool. Van Gogh already painted like that. That's Van Gogh stuff. So I don't care that this AI has painted like Van Gogh Mm -hmm. or made a painting that's like, wow, it looks like Van Gogh did it. Because Van Gogh didn't do it. And AI did it by stealing someone else's stuff. This is the thing, like, you know, people, there will be some people in the chat, whether they're tech bros or not tech bros, but, you know, people who are interested in where this could go, uh, who might say, well, actually, I think you'll find that AI does have a, a, a level of creativity and it can combine ideas together and stuff. And it's it, it it's partly semantics. Like, how do you define creativity? And, uh, you know, mm. if it's just rooted in stuff that, at the in the foundations it has just been fed a load of information that it's combining is that true creativity or is it an illusion of creativity mm-hmm. um it can do things that that we as human beings can do and call creative where you do just take two things together you know i could take like dinosaurs and ninjas and say i'm gonna make a game where ninjas go around on dinosaurs backs mm-hmm. an ai could do that and it would understand what a ninja is and a dinosaur and say but then i might say why don't you make the dinosaur a ninja yeah and then the conversation changes and that's a new and we're having a conversation yeah, yeah. and there's input and output and and uh and ultimately that idea relies on the fact that ninjas and dinosaurs already exist mm-hmm. whereas if you want to get really abstract and come up with something where Oh no, like all the people are made out of like beams of light and uh, they live on this like purple ocean. And, you know, like the the further you take it and the more off the wall you get, and it doesn't have to be fantastical in that sense, but it, it, you know, it can be like nuanced and interesting and have Mm. like deep characters and stuff. That's it becomes harder and harder for an AI to do that is my understanding. Um, You know, it's, it's easier to combine some sort of like uh, some, some, concepts that are kind of like broad and high level um but when you get down to like you know the emotional moments and the conversations that people can have in in video game cutscenes, and you know um some some of the The real human moments and the law yeah that's where things can get i think trickier and you know in a couple of years time maybe it'll be much better and it'll be able to do even that kind of thing no i don't want it but i was gonna say but that's not necessarily a good thing throw it in the bin (laughs) i don't want that Um, I want people, I want in a year where this year has been filled with layoffs and hardship for developers. mm -hmm. And we've, we've seen how people have had to crunch and how developers are treated like dirt. 
I think this is a real cherry on top of the year in yeah. terms of like how developers have been respected and treated. And I think if I worked for Microsoft and I was told, well, your writing's good, but we've got this thing actually yeah. that we think is going to make it better because like you take too long. So yeah. you're going to tell this what you want to do and then uh, it's going to do it for you and you can tweak it once it's done it. Like, no, yeah. I hate that. I just feel so strongly for the developers who mm -hmm. are going to be affected by this that i cannot even fathom being happy about it yeah yeah because there's so many people who this will affect mm -hmm. in a negative way that i can't even begin to see the upsides of ai yeah ai in... maybe that's on me maybe that's me not wanting to see <laughs> I don't the upsides think so. but i, mean, I just it... the humans behind it are the things that i care about more than yeah. the ai i don't care about this i don't care about it i think it's bad yeah. I care about the people whose jobs are going to go because of it. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. I don't know whether we're in the majority or the minority. I'd be interested to see some like polls on this and how people like mm -hmm. really feel about it. Maybe it's because we're in a creative or semi-creative industry as well that like we we're perhaps a bit more um, affected by this and kind of feeling like you know. I don't even mean in the sense that like, oh, what if they take my job next? But I just mean I can empathize with the fact mm -hmm. that like someone who has spent their whole life. Uh, or their whole working life feeling like, oh, something I'm, I think I'm actually quite good at. I might not like to blow my trumpet, but like I'm good at writing or, you know, I'm quite good at like character design, character design or making YouTube videos or something like that. And then the, the idea that an AI can come along and either do it as well as you and take your job or actually not necessarily do it as well as you or certainly not with, with the same creative flair as mm -hmm. you um is is troubling and upsetting and um i i uh hate this and <laughs> i i wrote on my my notes all i wrote was hate it, hate in it. Capital <laughs> yeah so um thanks xbox thanks game awards for bigging this up as well mm. um i'll be interested to see what the fallout is uh i hope this. i bet jeff will not mention a single thing about it mm -hmm. he won't want to talk about it he'll say wow what a great year it's been for games and yeah. we'll say, has it, Jeff? It's been a good year for games, but it's not been a good, very, very good year for game developers. No, not for it? developers. I mean, you have to wonder as well to what extent the the layoffs, at least in some cases, maybe are kind of related to AI as well. Exactly. Like we've not had any specific evidence pointing towards that, but the fact that there have been so many layoffs, mm -hmm. and in certainly in some cases, uh, from from companies who you would assume are doing well enough like Fortnite. yeah it's like you say they they seem to know something or uh and you know we don't not only do we not understand ai we no. don't understand business no we don't understand business don't um, understand AI. so i i when you say in the comments they don't know what they're talking about yeah guess what we already know that we've already talked about how we don't know what we're talking about but we're giving our opinions because this is how we do a podcast all right so when you get angry we're not even going to be affected by it. And it's and it's <laughs> as useful to, not that Xbox are coming to our podcast for, uh, yeah, for Phil, market Phil research. Yeah, Phil Spencer loves watching our podcast. But, but it's, um, it's as interesting uh, to know how people feel about AI being used in, in companies like this, whether or not they understand it properly. Mm -hmm. uh, because we are consumers of uh, the games industry. And if we feel like, what you are doing is bad, whether we're right or wrong about how AI is is being used and our understanding of it. That is 
that that can have a knock-on effect to uh, you know in in terms of like the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's in a way it's irrelevant whether we're right about what we think. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know our our feelings and your feelings about this, which you can tell us about in the comments below, uh, will potentially have a knock-on effect. Yeah. I hope that Xbox make an AI game, mm-hmm. and I hope that it's, it's really total bad. wank. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and then we can all laugh and we say, "Told you so, mm-hmm. told ya." Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and I hope they don't make one and it ends up being really good because then um, I would feel big worry. Yeah, big worry in that my would tummy. Be, that would be bad. Yeah. Well, let us know, like we said, what you think about AI or anything we've discussed in the podcast today. We want to know um, what do you think is going on at Fortnite. What, who do you think is going to play Link? Who's Chris going to play? You know Chris. Chris. Pratt. You, just just Chris. Our friend Chris. Yeah. Uh, Peter, would you want to let everyone know where they can find us on the internet? You can find us at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. All of our videos go out on YouTube. Well, a couple of them go out on Patreon, actually. Uh, and uh, we stream on Twitch for the most part. And we streamed on Twitch for the children in need thing as well. Um, and if you've got Amazon Prime, part of the bundle that you are paying for already is um, a Twitch sub. So you can spend that on us at no extra cost and get all the normal benefits of being a Twitch subscriber. Mm-hmm. Shall I do the next one as well? Go for it. Facebook and TikTok and Twitter, all.com forward slash team triple jump to find us on social media where we chat to you and post things and have a good time yes um patreon.com forward slash team triple jump if you want to join our patreon we're always we're always astounded by the support we get over there so thank you so much for everyone thank who does support everyone. our patreon yeah. it really helps us out um and we have a website like we said earlier triple jeff.mup you can go there to find all kinds of things links to the shop links to cameo links to where you can find us all over the internet it's a one-stop shop for all things triple jump mm. um and why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice how something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Mm-hmm. That's right. uh, just in time for the sponsor. Peter. Yes. Um, hey, do you want to look good as you walk along the sand? Yes, with the I do. Wind in your hair and mm-hmm. the salt spray on your face. Well, you can do that and also do some no scopes while you're at it yep. with your Call of Duty modern shore wear. Free. Free. It's free. Yes. Thank you so much for watching slash listening, everyone, listening, listening, everyone. We will see you next week with another podcast. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.